The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Yak. Sports Yak. It's Sports Yak. Welcome to episode 331 of the Sports Yak Podcast. And when I hear 331, I think of the road that goes through Bremen. So I will dedicate this episode to Mr. Bo Hunt. Oh, nice. How long have you been working with that guy? 15 years now. But, of course, I had the opportunity to cover him when he was in high school. Now, I can hear there is there are some current Bremen people who say, wait a minute, what about Aaron Koffel? And I think Aaron Koffel is a spectacular athlete, three-sport athlete at Bremen High School who's now a terrific softball player at the University of Kentucky. But, man, my man... Mr. Hunt still holds Bremen records for all kinds of rushing records. 6,091 rushing yards in his career. Will we see him this fall? Yes, you will. Yes, you will. He'll be back. Also was a very good basketball player. Played on a sectional championship team. And Corey's best sport may have been baseball. He was drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates and played a little bit of minor league ball. Wow. Yeah. So all around great athlete. Terrific athlete. One of one of the best multi-sport athletes I've seen. And, you know, it was a blessing for me because and it was a blessing for TV 46 as well. Remember, TV 46 starts its games in 1990. Well, Bo comes around in 1991, and those Bremen Jimtown games during his career were absolutely legendary. In fact, I ran into Bill Sharp, the former Jimtown coach, at an officials' dinner about a couple weeks ago. And Bill's telling the story. They're playing Bo in a playoff game. And the instruction is very clear to the kicker. You do not kick to him. <laughs> you do not kick to him. So the kicker puts the first kickoff into the end zone, touchback. Second kickoff into the end zone, touchback goes we're we're up by a touchdown we're feeling good he's feeling good about himself well and as bill describes it you know how you hit a a really good drive on a golf course and then you hit another really good drive and then so now you're not thinking about the, the things that you should think about you're just thinking that this is automatic and it wasn't automatic and so here comes this high spinning kick to bow hunt and he goes, Chuck, I'm on the sideline six feet from Gene Johnson, our special team coach. And Bo catches the ball, and we just look at each other like, 
what has happened here? <laughs> and after eight guys laid hands on him but didn't bring him down, Bo's in the end zone, and the game's tied. <laughs> I love a player like that when it's so dangerous. Do not kick it to him. Yeah. I love that. So I had the opportunity early in my career. You had Rick Meyer at Goshen. You had Ernie Jones at Elkhart Memorial at the end of his career. And then along comes Mr. Hunt, and he was terrific. So episode 331, that's for you, my pal. You've actually had quite a few stellar athletes that you could name out loud. Sean Sean Camp. Camp. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love telling my son that story about him playing at uh, the Joyce Center. Oh, a high school game. What a game. night. What a night. Yeah. Family Broadcasting Corporation. Well, the crowd's going wild. In association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network, presents Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here. And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever. All right, well, let's get things underway. The headline reads, Supreme Court NC2A ruling. What do you got for us? Well, the Supreme Court on Monday, just shortly after we got done taping this episode, released a 9 nothing decision that says the NCAA needs to not deny or excuse me, I phrased that wrong. The NCAA needs to pay student-athletes full benefits for their education. Apparently some schools were holding back on some things, saying, well, we don't have to pay you that. And the Supreme Court said, yes, you do. And in fact, in the 9 nothing decision, Justice Kavanaugh, one of the things he pointed out was, If the NCAA business model was taken out into the world, most of the things that they do would be illegal. So this is seen as opening the door in the future for people to come to the Supreme Court and say, what more can we get for student-athletes? And, Corey, this is one of the reasons why this name-image-likeness legislation that the NCAA and even Congress is wrestling with is so important to the student-athletes. And we've talked about this on the show before, but just in case people have forgotten, currently, and let's use a, a current Notre Dame football player, let's say Kyron Williams, who had a really good year last year, wants to go to his hometown of St. Louis, sign some autographs, make an appearance, you know, car dealer maybe wants to have him in. Come see Kyron Williams. And car dealer says, hey, for your time, we'll give you 500 bucks if you show up. Can't do that. That's illegal, according to the NCAA. But now the legislation is coming where it's going to say, no, he can do that. And it'll be also interesting to see all those jerseys that get sold at the bookstore yes. on a weekend? Well, if you're the player whose number gets sold, you get a part of that? And how far back does that go? Oh, my. You know, does a, does a number nine go all the way back to Tom Zibikowski and Jeff Burris? 
Kyle Rudolph uh, does a number 10 include Brady Quinn. Who knows? A number three? Yeah. Do Mr. Montana and Mr. Paulus oh my. get a cut of that? So we shall see. But there are sweeping changes coming to the face of college athletics, and they're coming sooner rather than later. And between this college football playoff restructuring and now what the Supreme Court has opened the door to, I think what you saw in college athletics as recently as 2018, 2019, and what it will look like by the end of the decade will be vastly different. Mm. Now, there is the argument on the other side that says, because the Supreme Court says, well, the NCAA model would be illegal in the real world. But the NCAA model wouldn't be used in the real world because the most colleges only get money from two sports, football and men's basketball. There might be some that get, like Tennessee, that get some money from their women's basketball team or LSU that gets some money from its baseball team. But most of these businesses, these athletic programs, have two sports making the money to support 18 or 20. And we all know in the real world, if you were running a business, there is no way that you would have 16 to 18 quote-unquote businesses i.e. these other sports, existing. You would just run football and men's basketball, and that would be it. Well, Title IX legislation makes sure that that's not going to happen, that there are going to be opportunities for women athletes. And then these other sports, okay, you have baseball, you have men's track, but how long is that going to be the case? How long are universities going to prop up these other sports? Mm. So we'll see how that all comes about. And let's face it, on the name, image, and likeness thing, well, that's great if you're a football player like Kyron Williams or maybe a basketball player. You think somebody on the fencing team or the swimming team Maybe a Lily King at IU who's an Olympian. Maybe. Maybe. But do you think most of those people are going to get the benefit of that NIL legislation? No. It's going to be the people in the sports that already make money. Let's say a video game company comes out with a brand new, quote-unquote, college football game. And the brilliant marketing of the game says every major college town that we sell this game, we're going to put one of your star players on the game, you know, like on the cover. So I think of uh, Trevor Lawrence. Will this athlete now need to have an agent to help them not get screwed over on the deal, or does the school handle the deal, but the player gets still money? That's part of what has to be figured out. Okay. Because, okay, you mentioned on the cover. In the, the game itself. In the game itself, if, if you are even alluded to. This is how this whole thing started. This is why you don't see the college video games anymore. Because college players said, that's clearly me. You may not use my name, but 
I'm that color. That's I my move number. That way. That, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that's clearly me. Yeah. Why am I not getting compensated for this? Or putting uh, all the top 10, 20 players on a Coke can in the town that they're in. Right. You know? And are they allowed to wear a Notre Dame jersey when they're on the Coke can? Or is it just a, you know, quote unquote, blue jersey or a football jersey? Oh, my goodness. That's. That is deep in the weeds. Well, there was there was a phone company ad running uh, for a couple of years where it was very clear that it was a Notre Dame running back had on had on all the gear and everything mm-hmm. running. I think it might have been CJ Procise. I'm not sure, but running with this football through like a medical surgical thing and then you see the highlight at the end of him running in the end zone in a game against Virginia and you Nerdame jumped through Nerdame jumped through a lot of hoops to help make that happen and I assume the university itself was compensated but was the player so this is what all this is about is look coaches administrators all kinds of people have been making money through college sports. And the Supreme Court is saying, don't forget about the athletes. Yeah. Speaking of unforgettable athletes. <laughs> Good segue. And another one that I had the opportunity to cover in high school. Congratulations to Skyler Dickens, the pride of the West Side out of Washington High School, talking about going from the 574 the Tokyo Olympics. Congratulations to her on making the U.S. women's national team. She was named to her first Olympic team, as was her Notre Dame teammate, Jewel Lloyd. Uh, they will be on a squad that also includes... This a, is this is quite a lineup. A couple of basketball legends, Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi, who will be playing in their fifth Olympic Games. Wow. And you would have to think they're final because, obviously, even if they started uh, back when they were 18, they're in their mid-30s now, so approaching the sunset of their career. But you would think that the U.S. women's national team will be even more of a heavy favorite to win the gold than the U.S. men's team, quite frankly. Uh, So... What a what a great honor for Skyler. She certainly has earned it with a a stellar career. And hopefully everything goes smoothly over in Tokyo. The Olympics begin a month from today over in Tokyo. A uh, Sports Yak fun fact. Chuck and I, every weekday morning, have the privilege, and I dare say pleasure, of watching Skyler's mother-in-law park her car <laughs> in our parking lot at work. And let me tell you... It's something. It's an event. It's it's really something. <laughs> but Skyler Skyler has done a a great job staying involved in Michiana throughout her career. Of course, her stepfather is Mo Scott, Mo longtime Washington girls basketball coach. Most recently, uh, was an assistant to Mark Johnson over at St. Joe, and. Uh, been a huge figure on the west side of South Bend for a lot of years. So, very happy for Skyler that she made the the Olympic team. Are you familiar with Detroit-style pizza? I am not. 
it's the square, basically. Okay. And it's all about the crust, the square crust piece. Yes. Pistons. Uh, they they bit into a big slice of pizza last oh, night celebrating yo. because for the first time since 1970, when they took Bob Lanier out of St. Bonaventure, he wound up having a pretty good career. The Pistons will have the number one pick in the NBA draft. They won the draft lottery last night. And a lot of people expect them to take Cade Cunningham out of Oklahoma State, who had a sensational year in the Big 12 last year. And the Pistons, remember, they had three first-round draft picks last year. So they will be one of the younger teams in the NBA. But, man, they should have some high ceilings for those young players. And maybe this is one of the things that will help turn the fortunes of Detroit sports teams. In the in the 90s and in the early 2000s, Detroit had some really good teams. The Red Wings were terrific. The, the Pistons were still winning. The Tigers were good. The Lions were the Lions. Can't do anything about that. But, boy, in recent years... All of those teams have stunk. And it would be nice to see a little bit of a renaissance in Motown. Uh, I want to put you on the spot. Like top five teams that get the pick, uh, it goes Pistons, then who else? Then Houston, okay. Cleveland, and then Toronto. Okay. The thing about the NBA draft, Corey, and what makes it very difficult for me to stay on top of is the fact that there's a lot of one-and-dones in college basketball, there's a huge international flavor to the draft. So it makes it tough to say, oh, well, then Houston's going to turn around and take this person. It's not like college football where it's it's kind of evident based on position they're looking at one player or another. In the NBA draft, they could be looking at a player over in Croatia that I've never heard of before. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how it all pans out. Uh, A lot of people say, well, what about the Bulls? The Bulls would have had a pick in this year's draft, but it goes to Sacramento as part of a trade they made. So uh, the Bulls don't pick until very late in the NBA draft. Let's stay within the NBA and talk about playoffs. You saw the play this morning that mm-hmm. basically everybody in basketball is talking about. The The problem with the NBA right now is the last three minutes of the Suns-Clippers playoff game last night took over 30 minutes of real time to play. Wow. Because of all the stop-downs and replay reviews and things like that, they it moved at a snail's pace. But Phoenix is trailing the Clippers by one with .7 seconds left. And I believe it's Jay Crowder who plays for the Suns is triggering the inbounds pass. Devin Booker sets a beautiful screen. And everybody talks about the triple Booker that Devin Booker had or triple-double that Devin Booker had the other night, 40 points, 14 rebounds, 13 assists. As big as he was on Sunday, this screen that he set to free DeAndre Ayton may have been the play of the whole playoffs because Ayton is able to get loose. Crowder throws a perfect inbounds pass 
that Aiton can basically do a tip dunk on because with .7 seconds, you don't have time for catch and release. It's got to be a tip. And Crowder is able to put put that tip dunk home, and the Suns walk out with a one-point win and now have a 2 nothing series lead on the Clippers. And that game was huge because the Clippers have been really good on their home floor, and so the Suns have to protect their home court as well, and they did that effectively in the first two games of the series. That game goes to Los Angeles now? Now it goes to Los Angeles for game three later in the week. Meanwhile, the East starts tonight. Atlanta at Milwaukee. Your boy Giannis will have home court in this one. Taking on the upsurgent Atlanta Hawks, who have to be feeling really good about themselves after knocking out the Philadelphia 76ers in a huge upset in the Eastern Conference semifinals. So Atlanta and Milwaukee starting tonight in Yahader, Wisconsin. <laughs> I saw you tweet this out. Niles has a new football coach. Well, he's new to Niles. He's not new to the area. Uh, a little bit of a surprise because everybody had kind of felt like Scott Shaw basically hung up the whistle once Elkhart Memorial closed and the two Elkhart schools consolidated into one. And Scott knew the handwriting on the wall and and knew that Josh Shattuck was going to get the Elkhart job and didn't seem too upset about it. He had had 20 terrific seasons up in Three Rivers as a head coach, led them to a state championship one year, is in the already in the Michigan High School Football Coaches Hall of Fame. But Scott Shaw sat at home last year or sat in the stands and watched his son Kyle work as an assistant at Mishawaka and basically didn't like it. Didn't like sitting at home during football season. Realized he had more gas in the tank. So people at Niles, whether he reached out to them or they reached out to him, it seems to be a mutual admiration society in the stuff that I've read. And Scott's going to go up and take over a Niles program that's only had one winning season since 2004. It's been a long drought for the Vikings. And they've got a new athletic director coming in in Matt Brawley. Scott's going to inherit a program that obviously has not had a lot of success and in a community that, quite frankly, hasn't had a lot of success either. That's no slam on Mayor Shelton or anybody else up there industry just isn't there like it used to be in niles and it's tough to find people jobs and so niles city's economy not doing as well as some other places and that means not only does a football coach have to come in and be a a football coach almost like a another parent sometimes to a lot of these kids i know one of the predecessors to Scott, Joe Sassano, talked about how he and his staff during the summertime would just buy jars and jars of peanut butter and jelly so that they could make sure that the kids got a meal during the day because a lot of these kids are coming from homes where it's not going so well. So Scott will not only have to contend with that, but here he gets the job on June 22nd, and the season opener is August 26th. And Niles moves into the Wolverine Conference this year, which means they have the pleasure of renewing rivalries with teams like Sturgis, Three Rivers, Edwardsburg, Dewajak. It's going to be a tough road to hoe 
for the Niles Vikings, but Scott Shaw, I know, will give it his best shot, and he has always been concerned about the kids. My wife and I watched uh, a little bit of the Cubs game last night on uh, Marquee Network, and the um, and the female reporter was talking to a guy from the score. Right. And uh, they're having a big 24-hour marathon. She asked me, she's like, have you ever done that? And I said, no, I've never been on that long. I've been on for a week broadcast, but we had multiple breaks. Right. But 24 hours. <laughs> have you ever done something like that? No. Like a no. TV telethon or mm-hmm. anything? No. I don't think I got the gas for that. <laughs> <laughs> At one point in my career, I probably would have. I'm not sure I do now. Not today? Yeah. All right. But uh, the Cubs were worth watching last night because they finally broke out the sticks. In their previous five games, Corey, uh. the Cubs had a combined total, in, and you were there to witness part of it. The combined total of hits was 21 for those five games, and they were batting a lusty 144. And to be honest... They didn't really do much in the first five innings last night either. I think they had one hit in the first five innings, a Chris Bryant home run. But when you have Kyle Hendricks on the mound, you have a shutdown pitcher. And that's what he did to Cleveland for the six innings that he dealt. And the Cubs finally break it open and win 7-1. to one. They get a split of the series, but a critical four-game road trip to L.A. to play the Dodgers is next on the Cubs' schedule. And you're doing that without your ace because you just pitched Hendricks last night. He won't be available for any of these games. So you go out to L.A., and, man, if you're the Cubs and you can find a way to split these four games, that would be a a victory right there. Now, I know they're going out loose. You saw the costumes last night that they were wearing on the plane. Space Jam themed. (laughs) So they're going out, they're trying to stay loose, but they've got to find a way to get some consistent hitting. Yeah. It's been too much home run or bust for the Cubs lately. They've got to find ways that they can manufacture runs. Kyle Hendricks? Eight straight starts that he has won. Does he have to travel to Los Angeles? Yeah, he'll go. He'll go. Cause is, you he get, in the, is he in the dugout? Yeah, he's in the dugout. Okay. And you get work in. I mean, you never know. There, There could be a situation where you would use him in some way. Okay. Pinch runner, even. But he goes. He goes. Everybody goes. Okay. Yeah. Um, the White Sox lose one at Pittsburgh last night by a count of six to three. And what's concerning there is it flares up an old problem for the White Sox, and that's the bullpen, uh, which had calmed down recently, but has given up some decent leads for Tony LaRusso's team. And the White Sox are scuffling a little bit right now. Remember, they got swept in that series out in Houston. Now they lose to Pittsburgh last night. Fortunately for them, Cleveland lost to the Cubs last night. But what was once a comfortable five-and-a-half game lead, and it looked like the Sox might run away with the AL Central, Mm -hmm. now down to two games. And so the White Sox have to overcome these injuries, overcome the fact that they're playing on the road, kind of find their mojo again right now they've been a they've been a rather mercurial team this year they at times they look like the best team in the american league and then at times like last night they can't beat the pittsburgh pirates we've made it to the end of our list well we've got the one hit wonder contest oh my gosh i'm sorry about today's a no-brainer let's let's be completely honest 
Rick Dees, whom I listened to when I was growing up. And oh, yeah. Part of my story was, oh, I'd like to be that guy, had a hit song, and it went to number one because actually he was smart and went, let's make a disco song during the disco era, and let's do some stupid voices on it, and here we go, Disco Duck versus My Sharona by the Knack, my very first vinyl record ever purchased I'm voting for my Sharona. Well, of course you are, as any sane person would. And that's a runaway right now. But what happened yesterday? Rock Me Amadeus, 66% of the vote. Knock on wood, more like a coffin. Hey-oh. 34%. 34%. That's a little disappointing, but that's okay. Well, you need, uh, it's you not, need to rally your friends if you think otherwise. It's not like I feel like either one of those songs is going to run away with this thing. No. By the way, I think I mentioned the other day we're in the third round. We're not. We're still in the second round. We're working our way through the second round. But when we finish the second round, we'll be down to the Sweet 16. Kobe Keck uh, tweeted us, when you only know of Rick Dees from the weekly top 40, he sent us a gif of a kid yelling. From the Sandlot. Is that what that is? Yeah. <laughs> Nice. I'm going to give him a heart. Go ahead. Kobe will appreciate it. He's the skipper of the new Carlisle Newt, you know that. Oh, yeah, From yeah, the, the Wiffle Ball. Wiffle Ball League, Okay, yes. okay. So the Newts had a good weekend last weekend, by the way. They played They played well in the Cam Sneed tournament. Can I get a uh, correct spelling on Newt, please? Uh, N-E-W-T. What's Newt. that again? N-E-W-T. Thank you. Appreciate that. Like news, but Newt. Okay. Yeah. Overrated and underrated. I've got one name. I've got it in the side over here, the ace in the deck, All right. if you want. But we've got a couple here that you've presented I think will do just fine. Kurt Cobain. I enjoyed the big Nirvana record, Nevermind. I did not like what was next. I did not listen to Nirvana because of the words. I mm. liked the actual sound. I did not get Kurt Cobain. I just didn't get it. Yeah. I'm going to go overrated. I would agree with you, and for the same reason. I think I think Kurt Cobain holds a lot of mystery for people. They, He's one of those big, what if? What could what, have happened? What if he had stayed alive? His wife, Courtney Love, had a flash-in-the-pan career, mainly because she was the widow of Kurt Cobain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nirvana was certainly on the edge of that grunge rock experience, kind of the the pioneers of it. But yeah, I I just I never got what's special about this guy. Yeah, I didn't get it. And so I would go overrated as well. I know there are there are those people out there that swear by him. Sure. I'm not one of them. Me neither. Jason Aldean for the country music aficionados and devotees. I think he has an ebb and flow in country music of when he's hot, he's hot. Mm-hmm. When he's off the radar, he's the, really off. The back catalog isn't supporting the hot moments. Yeah. I would say overrated. Okay. I was going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say down the middle. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's definitely not underrated. And, and like any country music artist, he has his faithful. Yes. I mean, that's the one thing about country music listeners. They are dyed in the wool for their person, and they will go follow them 
wherever. I can appreciate his hits, but like you, when you get past that level, it's like, well, you know. For instance, Garth Brooks has hits, but then he's got kind of another layer of songs that aren't hits, but are are still pretty good. Yes. It doesn't seem that way for Jason Aldean. It's it's all or nothing. Can you name right now three Jason Aldean songs? No. Can no. you name one? I'm I'm not that guy. I can't I can't connect artists and songs. Okay. I can't name any of them. But I know him if I heard him. Right. How about that? Yeah. All right, I'll throw this one out there since we're moving along. Actress Frances McDormand. Ooh. Underrated or overrated? I don't know that you can say she's underrated based on the Academy Awards <laughs> that she's won. You know, that that right there, you've won the Oscar. How can somebody say, oh, and by the way, you're still underrated. You should have won more Oscars? <laughs> uh, I loved her in Fargo. Oh, I loved her. Deserved that Oscar. Mm-hmm. But she's done some really good stuff since. Mm-hmm. Um, have you watched Nomad Nomadland on uh, Amazon no, Prime? No, but I've, I've heard that she's really good. In yeah. That. I'll say down the middle. I'll go down the middle with you as well. Right down the middle, Chuck Freebie. Now, Nomadland, is that more, and, and this is where I struggle these days, delineating between TV and movies. So is something like Nomadland, is that considered a movie? Is that Oscar-worthy? Or is it TV? Is it Emmy-worthy? Well, it did win an Oscar. Okay. It did win an Oscar. Um, It's a movie. Uh, right. Does it feel like it'd be something you'd watch on TV? Boy, last year has really blurred those lines. Hasn't it? Um, I would not have paid money to see it in a theater. I kind of watched it on a whim and went, oh, okay. It's an acquired taste. And because you are the purveyor of all things pop culture on mm-hmm. the show. So Space Jam, mm-hmm. since we started with that and we've had some references in there mm-hmm. is that going to be in movie theaters is that only going to be through like disney plus we're in movie theaters again now we, okay. we are we are straight up in there uh streaming in the u.s only for 31 days from its theatrical release that's that's kind of new july 16th by the way but it starts out you can only see it streaming you mm-hmm. can't see it in movie theaters. In theaters and streaming on HBO, July 16th. You oh, can choose it, one okay. or the other. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I wonder if that's going to be the case with a number of movies where it's going to be an either or yeah. to try to see how many people want to go back to the theaters. HBO bought all of the Warner Brothers movies, so all of those show up on HBO when they come out in theaters. But I've been noticing the language of trailers these days. This is a must-see in the theater. I mean, they they everybody in that business wants you back in a movie. Of course they do. Yeah, of course they do. That's how they get the bulk of their revenue. Have you been back to a movie theater? Oh yeah, I've uh, I saw A Quiet Place two, I saw Cruella. Um, yeah, I've been back. They were empty. 
Yeah. They were that's very the empty. Thing. But I'm also very pro let's go early afternoon when no one's there because I just don't love dealing with people. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to know that I have rubbed off on you. Just the etiquette. After 331 episodes, <laughs> I have finally rubbed off on you. Phone people, on, phone they're on the mute. worst. Phone on mute. Turn it off. Uh, get your ringtone out of there and do not run commentary. Right. No one wants to hear you for the amount of money I just paid to sit in this theater. You are neither Siskel nor Ebert. Shut up. <laughs> you are no Roper or whoever the other people are. Yeah. So anyways. Yeah, there you go. I feel good about this episode, but we're done. You're Wait, on Twitter, right? I am at 46 Sports. By the way, I checked yesterday. Because I, I went, I thought, well, maybe they lost my verification request. So I so went, you checked on the check. I, I went to verification request, and they said, we are we are perusing, I don't know what verbiage they You used. did get something back. No, I haven't oh. received anything back yet. Oh. I'm oh, still you in, went and looked in. I'm still it, in limbo. Okay. They haven't said yay or nay. You know, there's a committee. Must be. It's like a city council meeting. I mean, Yalta didn't take this long. Come on. (laughs) But you're on Twitter. I am at 46 Sports. You're there too, you know. At my name is Corey, the Sports Yak with two Ks. Follow along with the One Hit Wonder Championship this summer. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Luga Bo Hunt. Can't wait to have you back on the sidelines. Got a big ring on his finger, too, I saw. Mm -hmm. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sports Yak. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.